Welcome everyone to another episode of Out of Character. This is Jupiter Sanders, and with me, as always, is Cotton. Hello, Cotton. Hello, Jupiter. How are you on this fine evening? I'm good. I'm good. It, it's post-Thanksgiving, right? We had yeah, we made it through. We made it through. Nobody OD'd on tryptophan. Nobody got into any knife fights with family. Old Miss lost the egg bowl, which is horseshit. Aww. But you know. Oh, <laughs> I feel bad for old miss. I don't, I don't care. But yeah, fine. Uh, fine. <laughs> okay. That's a perfectly adult response. Uh, <laughs> so we're, we're, it was suggested by Zakaro. He, he as a, a listener of the podcast and he's like, Hey, can you guys talk about zero sessions and how important they are? And I said, why not? I'm always looking for an idea. Let's talk about zero sessions and how important they are. And then I thought about it and I went, huh, zero sessions are important in the beginning, I think. But I think as time goes on with the group, they become less important. Well, I I wouldn't even call that a zero session. If it's the same, you you know, we all kind of play with a lot of the same people. So that's not like the zero session happened on the first game. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of the things as far as what, I'm going to talk about at least, or kind of covered. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of that stuff is there. Like I don't, yeah, it's already done. So it's kind of an extended zero session for the most part. And then to what's not established, right? Mm-hmm. The GM, whoever it is, will just tell us. Like they know that we yeah. know the A, B, and the C. So that doesn't. That's fine. So it's it's yeah. important. The first, it's very important. It is very around. important the first one. But I think as a, as a group progresses. And changes systems or whatever. I I think it becomes less and less important. It's still important, but not as important as that very first one with a group. Oh, very much so. Uh, I, but I would say if you change like one motherfucker, like one, you change one person, I think you should <laughs> probably have a zero session. You should. Why not? Should. Yes, <laughs> oh, because yeah. if I brought a new person in to play with you, Bams and Oz, I would definitely like need to warn them. Look. Nothing but shitty puns and ass hattery. <laughs> Our new podcast will be coming out this January. Shitty puns and ass hattery. Ass hattery. Available in fine Patreons everywhere. Um, but let's talk about like the very first one. Like, you know, why is it important, and then what should be covered. In, yeah, in a, in we're, we're gonna give you the straight dope. We're getting straight dope over here. You're, you're, you're gonna start a game, right? You're gonna be that new GM. Uh huh. I'm gonna tell you what to do. Just strap in. And if you don't agree, that's fine. Put us in the comments. It drives engagement, which according to the internet is important. So. <laughs> if you've been reading the internet again, I warned you. I'm, I don't know. I read the internet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So you've you you have your group. Uh, they're kind of new. You're a new GM for them. What did you do for your zero session? All right. So the first thing I did, we got together and we talked a lot about, or I, I made a quick point of scheduling. So my buddy just tried to start a D&D group and it fell apart before it even began because scheduling was not discussed very much anyway. And two, he made the problem a lot of new GMs make, which is I'm going to bully my friends into my group. I need four people, so if I just bully this person, they'll join the group. And they're going to like it, I promise, you'll see. Wrong. They're not going to fucking show up. 
So when you schedule your zero session, I think you should have your players, like require them to do something. It's like one, show up is the first one. And two, tell them to bring a blank character sheet. Just tell them that, okay? That way, they have to do the bare minimum to show that they give a shit about this game. If they can't show up with a piece of paper, print it off the internet, then they don't want to play your game. They're just showing up. They're not gonna. They're gonna drop. I'm telling you, they're not gonna make it two sessions. I'm trying. That, there you go. What do you think? So is you that, think is that a shit test a, or? No, you're saying on a new at a new face to face game, you're saying for the zero session they have to come prepared with something, and you're saying that you use that as a barometer to figure out who's gonna last in the game. Yeah, no one's gonna tell you that. Hell, right. you know, That's I'm fair. I'm mildly disinterested, or have only come out of politeness, or yeah. they're not gonna tell you. They, uh, you know, they may come with the best of intentions. If they can't show up on time at a certain place, having done one thing, and if they show up mm-hmm. with like a tablet and their character is pre-made, yeah, I don't care if they don't actually have a piece of paper. Like mm-hmm. they obviously are engaged, right? If they show yeah. up with a full make it, or or if if it's if it's pre-made, the point is not really the pay- the point is I've asked you to show up and do a single task. And if yes. you can't do that, you don't give a shit. And they're probably not going to last in your game. Yeah. Just go ahead and tell you. I'm just going ahead and tell you. Don't don't browbeat people into D&D. They're not going to play. I've had it happen to me. I've seen this happen repeatedly. Yeah, he just couldn't make it. He had this thing come up. He called last second. They're never going to show up. Yeah. It's just, I'm, <laughs> I don't tell you. We've expressed, we've expressed our, our theory on the whole scheduling thing and how sometimes people just use it as the excuse. To duck out of the game. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes she really has to wash her hair that Friday night. Yeah, you know, but it's like hair, sometimes I, it is. It is just the excuse they don't want to play, but they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, so they just go, "Oh, my schedule." Yeah, uh, you know, that's I would, fine. Uh, I would say, but yeah, one, you know, yeah. if they, if they express a desire, like if they're like, "Look, I had to wash my hair. My kid, was, I want to play." Like if they give you that, like I actually had to have one time where I asked a girl out, and she was like, "I have to wash my hair this week." It was the most generic, but but, she, but I want to go out with you. Like I'm. Like I'm not, I'm not fucking. Like I know this is a bullshit <laughs> answer, but it's actually true that I have like a thing planned. So, like, like three weekends <laughs> from now we could go out. Like she just has to have a very booked schedule. So if they do that, then fine. But if there's just like, yeah, my kid was sick, so I couldn't make it. Okay, bye. That tells you all you need to know. They're not mm-hmm. going to play D and D with you. Okay. Don't fool yourself into that. And yeah. when they, when you do get people together, as I said, schedule. While well, I'm ranting on this topic. You gotta come up with how often you're gonna play. A lot. Of, it's weird. The groups won't actually do that. They'll come up with the the zero session, mm-hmm. and they'll plan their first day to play, mm-hmm. and they'll get that far, and no one even like says, "Oh, well, we're meeting once a week every Tuesday," or we're gonna yeah. be meeting, like you know. I so I was very clear. I want to meet once a month during each calendar month. I don't care if it's if it's the weekends or back to back. I just want to meet once in January, once in February. Etc. Down the line, mm-hmm. with possible exceptions in a in a November to December or something gets janky. But that, that's what that's yeah. what we're shooting for, and we're trying well, hard to make it. Definitely, that is something it, that should be discussed in a zero session. It should be when can we play? What works for everyone? Will you be able to commit to that? Will is there something on the horizon that may change? And I, I dare say. Set a, a limit, like, hey, if you're, you know, absent three times, you're out. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be three. I'm just saying three. But, you know, like, hey, look, it's obvious this isn't your thing or, you know, you're not committed to it or maybe you're not into it. But you know what? Why don't you just, you know. Or your life's just busy. Just you may want yeah, to be you're there. Busy. But 
Yeah. You made the decision to do things like have children, join a church, and have friends who aren't in D&D. I mean, you can't make all the bad decisions. You know? I mean, if you're going to have a packed social life, then you don't get yeah. to go do the nerdy things. That's why we're here. Uh, <laughs> that's why <laughs> we we're don't here. I don't have any of that. Um, all right. So so you say in, in intro on a, a new new group is uh, make a little assignment. They need to come with something so you can kind of make a test of who's really into it. Decide scheduling in a zero session. What else? Do, did you talk about with your your group when you guys did a zero session? Uh, I talked about things that I, I've, I've mentioned this a few times. I guess I've talked about things that like like trigger warnings is the new word or just shit I don't like. Like one, tell me what you're what you're not into. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of modern games have the X card. Yeah, I think that X, takes. Yeah. Does that is that well, how do you feel about the X card? I don't like the point. To, I don't like it. I don't like it. It feels like it takes more. I feel I would feel a lot more on the spot using the X card than I would just mm-hmm. like powering through pretty much anything and then telling the GM or the player at whatever afterwards and being like, or even during the game, like, yeah, I'm just not really into it. It's just something I kind of icky as opposed to like pointing to a card. I don't know. It feels weird. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if that's your jam, use something, have a discussion. Mm-hmm. Having the X card is legitimate. I said I don't like rape and torture. Mm-hmm. Like, they just don't exist. Like, I understand why these things happen. They're not going to happen. They're just not going to happen. A bunch of, you know, marauding orcs capture the elf maiden. And what do they do? Uh, fucking ransom her. That's about all we're going to do. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's where, because it's just, it's just, I just don't want my head there. I just don't. And, yeah. and torture uh, is arguably effective uh, or not, mm-hmm. depending on your point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just not going to do it, you know? And, and, I, and, I def- and I also had to follow up because I thought about this. Like, what is. What is torture? Like my my players were captured, and I had one get punched in the mouth because he smarted off. It wasn't like torturous, you know. It was he wasn't being beaten just for the point of being beaten. He was being beaten kind of as a fuck you because you just spit at me. Like guess what he did? Yeah. My player was chained up and arrested, and he spits at the mayor. So mm-hmm. mayor told his guard to punch him in the face. I didn't feel like that was, you know, as excruciating or ugly as like chaining someone down and they unroll the mat full of weird sharp shit. You know, yeah. dental tools and exacto knives. Uh, yeah, no, I just don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. And I had a player do that. He tried to like burn someone's feet, and like, no, we're not in it. We're just not. You're just mm-hmm. not gonna do it. <laughs> like, I understand that physically yeah. it's possible to achieve, but we're not gonna. It's just not gonna happen. Uh, so talk about that shit. Talk about things that are icky that you find icky, and you're like, I'm not gonna do this stuff, and you guys are just not gonna be. Involved in that, and if you feel like you're getting close, bring it up with me at some point. Ask me a question. I'll tell you where we're at. Likewise, if you have something, because I, I, maybe I'm just lucky, and uh, or my players are otherwise quiet or have had well-adjusted, happy lives where nothing went wrong. But if you have some fucked up shit, like tell mm-hmm. me. Or don't you don't yeah. have to tell me what well, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but tell me the thing you don't you don't like. You know, and if you really can't say it, then I think especially among strangers, having the next card is there. Maybe you don't want to come up to me and say, you know, I experienced domestic abuse and mm-hmm. uh, it was really hairy, you know, or you didn't want to like, cut, you, you don't want to bring it up beforehand because it obviously tips your hand if you do not want to witness domestic abuse. It's like, oh, well, I mean, I can, I can infer. Yeah. Uh, so that X card might be useful then. Bring that up and say, look, if you guys have a problem or anything, talk to me, text me, shoot me an X card, give me the benefit of the doubt and we'll, and we'll go from there. So there you go. Uh, as a GM, do that. Like, don't ask a question beyond clarification on how to achieve the goal. Like, yeah, 
unless you just really want to talk about something and that you need to cut the player, in which case, oof, that's a tough so, call. <laughs> uh, well, now here, so that is, that is kind of, that's a lot. That one question is, is a lot. And it's how do you present that question? So I like the idea of you present it as what are your likes or dislikes in a game? What do you want to see in this game? What do you don't want to see in this game? But if they've never, ever played before, then you're kind of asking, well, they don't know what can happen. So, you know, it's like, I, I've had that personally happen where I didn't like I, I was I would roll in this. I don't care. I can separate this from reality. It's not going to upset me. Do whatever. It's not real. It's all pretend. So I'm like, I'll roll with whatever you guys do. Now, there isn't big giant asterisks there. But. Uh, as the game progressed, the GM did something, and it made me feel really uncomfortable. And I said, because, I mean, we were like four or five sessions deep into this game when he started doing it. And I, I mentioned to him, you know, I don't really like that. And he was kind of upset. Why didn't you tell me this before we started playing? If you got a problem, you have to speak up. Like he pushed back oh, on me. Oh God! And it was what? like, all right, I get it. I understand. I'm the big baby here because I mentioned that it makes me uncomfortable. But okay, whatever. That that blows my mind. It's it's fine. It's fi I was like, all right, fine. But like in that instance, it was a new system. It was a new GM. It was other new players to me, and I didn't know like I had played before I'd played with other people and I was fine I never hit something that was a, a weird spot for me and I just kind of tripped into this one and was like uh oh we got to roll back I don't like this and it, it did come the GM I don't think handled it well but oh. I can understand the frustration of look we had a zero session you were supposed to talk about it well, oh. I don't know. Like, do, do I have to tell you everything about my past? Like, all my history? Like, yeah, this... I don't think I should have to divulge everything. But I didn't know yeah. it was going to be a problem. So I think if you're a GM with new players and, like, somebody sits at a zero session goes, no, I'm all good. Like, nothing with kids, no rape, no torture. I'm good. All right, great. But then the GM introduces something five sessions in and that person's like, oh, I don't like this. Don't get upset with them. Maybe they just discovered a new thing. Don't get upset with them. Yeah, it. Um, <laughs> I, I want to talk about that. I, and and mm -hmm. when I agree with your with your statement that you don't ask players what they want, that's a very common thing in like zero session things. Find mm -hmm. out what your players want. Are they the exploration? They don't fucking know. They don't know shit. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, don't don't ask players complex questions. Ask them yes no. Uh, See, I, like, I, yeah, I differ. I I say open ended questions. What do you want? to see in the game i want to be the hero i want to save the day or i want to solve a mystery or i want to do this or uh, what do you want in the game and I then what you do you don't players. want in the game huh uh, i just i just read a reddit thread where the player was like i want to be a spider they don't they're not smart don't <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> see how different we treat our players uh, if maybe you just got a better maybe you, you maybe you aren't blessed with and therefore you don't have to corral it. But, uh, but yeah, I agree. And, and that makes me kind of lean more toward the X card, the, the, the less you know a group of the people, because mm -hmm. it allows them a mechanism by which you can interject. It's one thing to say, here's the opportunity to have a clearinghouse. Tell me all the shit. 
I would say still do that just to give you a heads up on things they're clearly aware of and comfortable mm-hmm. sharing with you. But if that doesn't, like, you weren't aware of it. It wasn't like you hit it. It was just you weren't even aware that that was yeah. going to come up necessarily. It didn't occur to you. It wasn't like you thought it and then, like, no, I'm not in the time. It never occurred to you. The never. X card, which I've shit on in the past, does give mm-hmm. you a mechanism where mm-hmm. you are telling the player, here is the, if, if something uncomfortable happens to you in the game, here is a, a, a physical thing you can do that is that it's a clear procedure. This is the process by which you achieve your goal. Here you are. So I kind of get that. I, I would, and what you did is fine too. You waited until after the game, I think, or did you tell them in the middle of the game, hey, I'm uncomfortable with what's happening? No, it was after the game, after the session was See, over. It was yeah. a quick DM, hey, I don't know what's going. I don't know how many more times you're going to do this, but it makes me uncomfortable. That's all. I would hope that, nice that GM it. would sacrifice his preferred story that they're trying to tell mm-hmm. in exchange for having the player feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And he did not handle it well, at the very least. I would, I would, I would concur. Yeah. So anyway, you know, there, there's that. So t- you know, tone is important as well. By the way, mm-hmm. so so we talked about some things like the triggers, right? Do you, oh, do you have any more yeah. follow up comments on the on the triggerings? Um, there's also like you know, if 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 you sit at the table and you know you are very big on making sure people use the proper pronouns for you or your character or acknowledge, you know, things. Make sure you let everybody know about that in the zero session if you use different pronouns if you use they them make sure you tell them that but also be very forgiving if they forget for some people that's a new thing and so they may not just like not even realize that that something else slipped out all right so in the zero session that's when you kind of start to and this kind of bleeds into table etiquette a bit you talk about what triggers what triggers you, what upsets you. Like if you have a spider phobia and you don't ever want to encounter a spider in game, tell your GM that. And if he's not cotton, he won't spring you with a spider. But then it also talks about table etiquette. It moves into table etiquette a bit. If you wish to be, you know, referred to in a very specific way, you need to say that. And you also then need to be forgiving if somebody messes up. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that people excuse me, hopefully people will do that and have that, mm-hmm. you know, generosity of spirit. You know? Hopefully. Hopefully. I think that's also the time like moving into table etiquette when the GM gets to like set the the rules, right? Like, you know, the if you miss so many sessions, you're out. If you're caught cheating, you're out. You know, if whatever your rule is. How, do you, how are you going to handle things like metagaming? How are you going to handle things when two players out of character get into an argument? Like, I think this is the time where the GM needs to set the structure and boundaries on how things are going to behave at the table. I, I had a note on metagaming. We had our big podcast last week. Take <laughs> to it. And I was like, so one, tell your players what metagaming is yes. and come up with how you're going to respond. D- define it because they're not going to know. A lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then tell them your feelings on it. You can listen for, again, listen to last week's podcast. You can get some more uh, enlightenment on our, our various ideas. I won't stick on that, but there you go. Bring it up. Mm-hmm. I would also say you want to bring up things like the tone of the game in terms of like, we, we've talked about heavy shit, but like just generally is it dramatic or comedy? Yes. Kind of. Uh, you do, you know, and I've made, I made this thing. You don't want to have like, you know, King Darien the 55th, Lord of the Empire. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And then like you know, Squiggles the Goblin Jester. Like it's gonna be a weird like have people on the same page when you're talking about your character design, so they can all feel each other out. 
Mm-hmm. I would also say talk about like their their backstories. Mm-hmm. Just real quick, hit your players with like, hey, so what's your character's backstory? And you will really quick find that the people who want to help write lore for you and the people who do not give a shit. And I yeah. have only known those two speeds. That's it. <laughs> I've known, I've either known, uh, there's three speeds of backstory. I have no idea. I have literally two to three sentences about the entire backstory. They're an mm-hmm. orc, their parents were murdered, they're sad, and they need money. <laughs> That, that, that's it. Or, or you know, I was born a poor elven child. Uh, you know, you know, and then it just goes from there. And they give you like three pages of shit, i.e. Uh, my mom. And uh, <laughs> I got like the novella and, and uh, our cleric, which we'll come back to. But yeah, so bring, bring their lore into it. And you can find out who gives a crap and how you're going to bring it into the game. And you can kind of get a feel on a lot of their motivations for D&D. Don't ask players, in my opinion, the whole, like, are you the exploration type? Are you the combat type? Are you the social? They, they don't know. They do not know. They're going to figure it out. But if they do know, it's fine. But for the most part, the, in my experience, they're not going to know, and it will come out as the game goes. It's like the people who are the social people, the people who get into combat, that's all kind of shifted and moved and melded around. People will figure it out. If anything, I would ask them, imagine... There's a book or a movie about your character. What does the opening scene look like? You know, like just something. Oh, they're not, you know, they they have a sly smile, steal the gold and jump out of the window. Mm-hmm. They stand over their crushed enemies, muscles bulging with their sword. Just that. Like just if you if you if you not only tell me what they're doing, but the way you describe it tells me a lot in a very short amount of time mm-hmm. about your character and about the player who's playing them. Okay. So I'm I'm going to push back a little bit on this. So if they're a brand new player, right, they've never done it, and they do their character sheet and they come up with the backstory of a sad orc parent dead, need money. They're new. Maybe they don't understand. You know, we're not all creative writers. Maybe they don't really understand, like, how, like what do you mean by a background backstory? Like, so sometimes you might have to, like, help them with that. And I th- I like your question of if, if your character was a movie what would the first scene what would that be what would the trailer look like then i, I like that because maybe some people are better verbally expressing than they are writing out a backstory so i you might have to try different tactics to try to get there but i don't think lack of a backstory means lack of engagement i think it may also it could mean lack of knowing how to express that the other thing is i like uh what Bams has been doing with us in the games where he asks us, you know, well, you know, even in alien, we have this, you know, who's the rival, who do you not like? And then that kind of starts to connect the players as well and create some weird party bonds, but it also may help them figure out more of their backstory if they know who they don't like in the group or who they do like in the group. How are they connected? And I like that too, but there, there should be more of the old inside the actor studio type questions. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so which one of them did steal the cheese from you? And you're like, fuck, I didn't know there was cheese. Uh, like, you know, there was hit cheese? Hit him with that kind of shit. I love that guy. <laughs> Um, the other thing, uh, oh my gosh, why does it fly out of my head? It'll come back to me in five minutes, I know. The other thing that, that he's, oh, that's what he says. Bamps always says, I don't want to write it down because if I write it down, it's set, right? It's canon then. 
if I have just like the bullet points, then I can put things in to flesh out my character as game develops. Which I like that idea too. You don't want your character, you don't want your players coming to the table with, you know, everything fleshed out in their history because then they have to stay true to everything they wrote down. If they leave those gaps in there, then as the play goes on, they can like start to put more flesh on that skeleton of a backstory. Okay. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's mm-hmm. kind of hard to tell players in Max. I don't feel great saying, hey, don't go too far, because then they feel like, oh, what? Well, you know, I need to have like, a what's too super far? generic. Yeah, they don't know. It's too far. Okay. You know? <laughs> and they start running out. I mean, I'm fine with like the lore that they write, because I've never been super mm-hmm. attached to like my world outside the little part of it. Like my first campaign was an island for like reasons that <laughs> that made logistics easy. And so if you tell me that you have like lineage and the, uh, you know, the Galbraithian empire, that's fine. But guess what? It exists now. Like, I don't care, but somebody may have like their map set up, but there is no goddamn Galbraithian empire on it. And it was never going to be. So fuck you. And, uh, you know, please go back to go. <laughs> do not collect two hundred or go to jail. Do not collect $200. I'm fine with that. So, and I'm fine with a, a little bit too much backstory because if it doesn't fit, I can work with that player and we can just cut something. And we can just say, okay, well, here's these three things that don't really work. But all the other shit does. You know, it's easier to go down than up, I guess. But I'm cool with people who like write the novella. Well, I mean, and that's something else that in a zero session you can do is is part of the world building. Where do you, where's your, where does your character come from? Tell me about it. Now you've got this new city that you've just put on your map. If you come in as a GM with everything already done, that's fine. But maybe if you have your players also help build the world, that helps kind of bring them engaged, get them more engaged in what's happening because they've built part of it. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, we just did this with the Call of Christmas Zero session where each of us had this, had to talk about a specific uh, room or feature on the estate. And we had to talk, we had to make up an NPC. Ooh. Yeah, I, I need to do that. The so make up an NPC thing, I wish I had done that. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Like, all right, well, you know, give me somebody you know. Like, if you're a wizard, well, great. Who taught you? Who's your mentor? Or, you know, if you're a cleric, great. Well, what made you, you know, who, give me something significant in your time as a cleric that meant something. You know, and create an NPC or something, you know, just some way to to bring them into the world building. Because, again, that that I think makes them feel more engaged in the world than if you just show up with it all planned out. Yeah. I mean, in my, in my first one, in my, in my first one, our cleric player had, had a backstory about her church and how that was clearly important to that character. And so I had like a fledgling church in that zone. And that campaign kind of like, that's one where I had to like ditch some players and make a new one. And she sort of like migrated the character over in the middle, in the middle of the previous thing, which kind of like blinked and called it a day. Mm-hmm. This is a campaign. There is no such thing. I didn't write it in. Probably should have. But the next one, I very much am. So all, like, all the people who provided me with cool backstory stuff, I'm, I have all that stuff, and I'm going to be bringing it in and and merging it with my of the story that I wanted to tell, the story that they want to tell. Mm-hmm. You know. So again, that's something that I've been doing as GM. Not so much, but yeah, zero session. Get that stuff for your players. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. have them do some of the work. Why is it all on you? And yeah. I think it's I think it's good. I think it it helps. But also that that's also where you'll start to see, 
you know, if they're like, uh, I don't know, it's it's called, you know, Shitsville. Yeah. All right. You're not really thinking. You're not really wanting to engage. You're just coming up with a joke name. Like, you, yeah. that's where you're going to start to feel like, are they really into this or not? But like you said earlier with the whole, is it a joke? Is it a, a, is it a comedy or is it a drama? You know, what is what is the story going to be? And I mean, you can have a very serious game with some highlights of funny or you can just have a comedic Monty Python-esque game. You just yeah, got to make sure I've, everybody wants that, though. I don't view them in opposition. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a left a left uh, barrier and like a right on a slide. Like it, mm-hmm. Imagine that you have like a uh, a number of zero to ten and then zero to negative ten. Mm-hmm. And then there's like how comedic you are. And how dramatic you're willing to be, and it's two different points. And so you can have a very narrow campaign. It's like minus one and one, and that's the bound, right? That's the left and the right bound. So you can have both. I've had some dramatic. I would say my game is probably like seven to eight on the goofy scale, and probably like four on the dramatic scale. We have some things where there are, there are drama, there are emotions, there are impactful mm-hmm. things that happen, there are changes to characters and developments. But generally, I'm goofy, as you may very well know, and I I really struggle to keep it a straight face. I I naturally want to go to goofy and to funny and to and, and just to to goof with my players and make bad puns. I mean, I had like. A bunch of like a roguish of uh, uh, like guild, like, like thieves guild in my first campaign, that were going to just be a distraction from like what the big bad was, and they were called the Crimson Kippers, <laughs> Crimson, Red Kippers, Herring. They were literally a red herring, mm-hmm. and like their their sigil. Like I found online a, a like a a herring bone, looking like like the the outline of the fish, and like made it red and made it their sigil. It was like plastered over the city. I went a really far for a shit ass pun, so I'm just saying like that's me. And I can't turn it off, so I had to tell my players in this campaign, look, I'm goofy. It's going to be a goofy game. It, it really is. It's not going to mm-hmm. be like, you know, and I knight thee, Lord of the – like, yeah, n- not much. I'm just not going to have that type of, like, <laughs> hardcore, like, this is, this is like, serious. And we're, like, like it's a big deal. I'm not good at that. I'm yeah. not good at serious. Yeah. You know, straight faces I can only hold for so long. So that that's a thing. I would also – uh, did you have something you want to say on that? I was no, I was knocking down the list. No, no, no. House rules. House rules. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody's got to be playing by the same rules and understand house rules and how things work. Yes. And and be easy on those. That's my, that's your GM's advice. But that's not zero if session necessarily. Game. If it's a face to face game, that GM has to tell them in the zero session whether or not it's okay to have cell phones at the table. Oh, God, that was on my list, too, cell phones. And I, yep. I really don't like them. I don't like them for character sheets. I still don't like them for character sheets. One of my players uses it, the D&D Beyond app, and it just sucks. Not because the app is necessarily bad, but kind of is. It's because it's a small screen. You cannot mm-hmm. see as much as you can on an 8 by 11 piece of paper. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a lot more difficult to read shit. It just is. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, I but don't I'm like cell phones at the table. I'm talking about texting, playing other games. No, like it's a distraction. get wrecked. No, like wrecked. that would be, I even, and, and I even have talked to my players about crosstalk. I brought that up in the zero session. Like, look, like, we're, like, we're going to have fun. And I know when we get together, we meet up and we talk for a bit. Mm-hmm. But like after a few minutes, I want to say, like, hey, like, let's get together. Let's do it. And at that point, like, it's not personal. Like, I'm just going to tell you, like, hey, we need to kind of focus back on this. Don't be afraid as a GM to say it. They'll respect you for it. They're not going to be mad. There just comes a point where we need to stop talking about the high school football game and, uh, you know, that pain in my knee. We got, we're got we here to play D&D, right? Yeah. 
So yeah. we get to like my group gets together, we talk for a little bit, and then I'm like, mm-hmm. I just move toward the GM table. I look at my watch, or I just say something. And if we're in the game, and, and we take a little break or whatever else, I'll say, hey, let's get back to it. We're getting a little off. Let's, let's get back to the thing. Tell them you're going to say that. Like, we're here to play D&D. Like, you need to tell people we're here to play the game. So, like, we're not trying to burn through the, the clock here. We're not trying to, like, achieve all the goals in one day. I'm yeah. not trying to make it stressful. But I am here to really want to play. And so, just, hmm. we're here to, like, like how, how much into that are you? Some people don't give a shit. They just... They don't. They don't care how much progress happens. It's a very goofy atmosphere. But I wanted to like kind of have some structure. Like we're here to play. We're not gonna go and like play ping pong ball and like shoot some pool in between. We're we're here for like four <laughs> hours and we'll be playing D and D the entire time mostly. So. So most like my games are are all online, right? When I'm running a game, it's online. I kind of wait and see. Like if the players, if I if I hop into Roll Twenty and I'm in Discord and I'm ready to go, which I'm always like I'm there, I'm ready to go. And my players start coming in and they're they're like you can tell they're very chatty. Like there's this weird energy about them, and it's like I, there's no way I'm going to be able to herd these cats tonight. Best to just let them run and tire themselves out. And I've lost an entire night just to people just talking because they just needed to just talk. And I was fine with that. I've done that. It's okay. Like, I'm not going to fight against that. Sometimes I, I think your players just need that break and they just need to sit and talk. And and that's cool. But I understand that, you know, for, for some people, the it's, no, when I'm at this table, I'm ready to play. I want to play. I don't want to chit-chat. All right. That's fine, too. But I, I think as a DM, I, I think you need to watch your players, kind of feel them out. If, if like... I've had sessions with you in a game. The last game I ran D&D, I've had sessions with you guys where I just let y'all just do your thing and let you run around like crazy toddlers. Because know that. I'm not going to be able to fight that. I can't, can't fight that energy. I wish I you would have just said, hey, shut the fuck up, y'all. Like, I, that, would I, would have, I, I would have been like, not in, the, not in the shitty way, but like, no, I, I remember those games. And like, when yeah. you told me that your philosophy was just wait for me to stop talking... I'm like, oh, well, that's never going to fucking happen. Unless I know to stop talking. Like, <laughs> Usually <laughs> they'll tire themselves out and then we can go. That's fine. I'm not going to fight that. I'm not going to fight that energy. I'm not going to compete with it. I'll just well, let it happen. We, we disagree. I, I am in the effort. I, I will just keep talking until like the teacher goes in front of the classroom and goes, attention. And I'm like, oh, okay. Time to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I'm, that's how I was raised. That's, how, that's yeah. how my brain works. I'm here to goof off and talk about the horse shit. Until I'm, I am assuming, like what I'm doing is I'm talking, have a good time, assuming that when the GM is ready to go, they're going to be like, hey, let's rock. That's always yeah. happened to me. And mm. so I'm doing them a favor by giving them time to do those last minute preparations yeah. by being the mildly entertaining individual that I am. And so I'm just waiting for them to, to pop the lectern. I didn't know that I was like, uh, that's, and after that, once I understood that, I reined in when I talked about. Because I understand that's how you operate. That's you're you're waiting for us to kind of self quiet. Mm-hmm. So yeah. th- that's the thing. Talk about hey, I want to bring Figure it up. it out. Yeah, everybody's got to be on the same page. Everybody's got to be on the same. If you're it, as we talk about this, I'm kind of thinking of the other side of it. Like if you're at a session zero and like people are saying things, like you're like, oh, I, I just you know I have a fear of spiders, no spiders. But then everybody else is like, no, I'm fine with anything. And if the GM asks like another follow-up question, like you're okay with, you know, things being done to kids? Yeah. You're okay with torture? Yeah. 
then I think maybe you as the player need to go, all right, maybe this isn't my cup of tea. These people really want to go to some weird places. Like just as an extreme example, like if they are really wanting to like delve into some dark stuff, but they have not tagged the game as an evil game, then maybe you need to go, all right, this is a red flag. I need to leave. I'm not going to play in this zero. Well, I'm yeah, not going to play in this game. I have some guts as a player to to, yeah. to check out when it's time to check out. Yep. And that's that's kind of paying attention as a player, not just as a GM. Pay attention to what is being said and what is not being said. Ooh. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Because if that's everybody's, no, if I'm good with though. everything. If you're a new GM and all your new players go, no, I'm good with everything. I don't got a problem. You need to ask a follow-up. Are you okay if I blow up an orphanage? And if they go, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, all Are right. you okay? <laughs> These kids. <laughs> you know, if you know, and you just start naming things like, and they're all like, "Yeah," then you're gonna have to sit there and go, "My God, do I want to GM a game like this?" But <laughs> that's true. Oh, right? okay. If you're the GM and you ask a bunch of fucked up shit, and your players are like, "I guess we're down. We trust you, OGM," and you're like, "You shouldn't sit okay to that. You failed the test." Yeah. <laughs> that was I mean, a test to see if you would buck my power. Is. You need to you need to ask those follow up. You have to probe a bit deeper because if all your players are going, no, I don't have anything. Uh, I, I got you've one. You got to throw out some examples, like, oh, are you okay with Bob's p- player character, his PC, coming onto your female elf character? Are you okay with him, you know, grabbing her or saying horrible things, calling her names? I mean, are you okay with that? Yeah, that, I that mean, like, up... you have to probe a bit. so they can figure out oh yeah no i don't want that okay so now we know we aren't cool with pc romance or sex when it comes to sex you gotta probe your players you gotta probe them real i didn't say that you said that i said when it comes to asking these questions you gotta probe a little deeper you got yeah (laughs) turn into an investigative journalist and probe yeah yeah (laughs) yeah why you always got to make it awkward? I didn't do anything. It was, it was, that was a, it was an interesting verb choice. Anyway, sex. So yeah, sex. Talk about, I, I didn't talk about sex and my mother's at the table and we we're just oh. not handling it. But let's say you have a sexy, like I, I wish I had brought up, should there be some type of sex or, or such romantic times? We're just going to fade to black. I wish I had brought that up. My, my, my D and D group is that very traditional, like we're here to rah, rah and do the smash things. As opposed to Smash. So, has it come up? Probably we'll handle it that way. The whole fade, and like, and it fades to black. If if one of the players goes in that direction, they probably won't because I've never brought it, even brought it up. And I think they they don't know what the answer is, so I don't think they feel comfortable going in that direction. And it might be interesting to do so. I don't know. So that's something I wish I had done, was talked about how we're going to handle romance mm-hmm. and or... Things that would happen behind closed doors this is how we're going to handle it. would just fade to black, and we understand that what happened happened, you know, and that's where mm-hmm. that ends. If you get any pushback from that, take the player out. They're weird. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You, you do your table. I would, I would also want to bring it. Well, do you have anything on uh, on that particular topic? Just trying no. to get some things in. All right, um, let's see. Harshness of roles. I told my players straight up that I would be rolling it straight, and I made my roles openly. Mm-hmm. And here you go. The dice are what the dice are. I have occasionally like lied and just fudged my own dice rolls. Um, 
I don't do, do it much. How do you fudge an open roll dice roll? I don't roll. I. How do you well, fudge, I fudge on roll I fudge, You uh, well, you can't. Well, I don't play roll yeah. twenty, so touche. Yeah. But you can. Like, there's a tool for DM fudge roll. There's actually a tool wow. in roll twenty that says huh. lie to my players. We've coded it in, wow. and you can make it fudge. So that uh, <laughs> but. I would roll it behind the thing, and I think I don't think they questioned me. But uh, it's just this is just this is not zero session, but it's easier to fudge things like how hard they hit, or how many attacks they do if mm -hmm. it's a multi-attack creature. Yeah. yeah. Or how often they use their special abilities, or mm -hmm. even how many of them there are if they got their asses kicked in the previous fight, or if it's a two-stage fight, how many reinforcements come, if any. So I have very much. I have just behind the 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 screen when I was rolling dice because maybe I was just jammed up with physical space, you mm -hmm. know. I would I would fudge some stuff. I don't, again I uh, now I open roll everything. Just the nature of the, I have a larger table now, and I have the room, <laughs> and I now know how to cheat without such blatant and obvious things as lying yeah. on dice. I just <laughs> deal from the bottom of the deck, basically. Well, I, I think that is also in a zero session, you talk about, you know, if you're the GM, you say whether or not you're going to do open rolls or you're going to do behind the GM screen rolls. And yes. if, it's, if you say open roll, you must always do your rolls in the open then. You can't ever go, well, this one's got to be secret. No, it can't. If you, you can't fudge. If you're going to roll a crit, oh shit, you better figure out another, some other element to fudge as the GM. You can't fudge the die roll. Right. Uh, I, I do roll behind important. the screen for things like coin flips uh. for me. If I don't know what I'm going to do, if I feel like, um, okay, like there's a, there's a chance that you're stumbled upon by a guard. And let's say I have established that that's a 25% chance, right? Mm -hmm. That's, mm -hmm. uh, that should be a stealth check, but don't, whatever it is. There was a, there's something in my head that I have determined, um, there's a 30% chance that like a guard would come by, right? Mm -hmm. I just roll a D6. And I say one and two is a yep. Everything else is mm -hmm. a no. That's one and three. That's how math works. That's and, indeed. And, I, and because I do that, I also just happen to be rolling dice behind the screen, which is a great way to make your players nervous. So roll, roll those things. Just occasionally have some dice. Like establish that it's okay for you to roll some dice behind the screen so you can fuck with them. And that's wow. also where you talk about metagaming. If they start pulling that bullshit, <laughs> I, I take back a lot. I, I start making them roll things they don't need to roll. That's, again, not a zero session thing, but like they did that to me. It was like, oh, my perception check on this detect traps was shitty. I mm -hmm. guess we'll just not go there because now I know how poorly I did at detecting traps. Well, then I yeah. made oh, I made those motherfuckers roll so many perception rolls they didn't need to. That is, Good. I've heard other GMs doing that where they they'll just randomly pick up dice and and roll it, and then they'll just kind of look nod, and then they'll go make a note behind the screen. Yeah, they never tell the players what it's for, and it may be for absolutely nothing. 100%. Just to keep the players like, wait, what's going on? Wait, why did you roll? What's going to happen? It keep, it builds the tension, I guess, but I've never, ever, ever done that. I, to me, that I, I don't, I just, there's no reason to, to deceive my players in that way. For me, I, we, I we, we have very different opinions on honesty. We do. Uh, we do indeed. <laughs> I, think it, I would also say, not this, so the dice rolls are one thing. I would say, like, how are we going to deal? with a total party kill or player death, right? Like, you do need to have that conversation. Like, if you guys die, what do we do? Do we just resurrect you back in town? Do we retcon the whole session? Do we have, like, a save point? 
Like I've heard, that's a thing people can do. You just like hit the button, oh, and we're all back. Point. Not a video. The video game. Get, they even look. It's their game. This their this is zero session. Wow. I, I would never do that. Uh, if you're dead, then welcome to death. Die, Enjoy Valhalla, or your or your character. You yeah, well, that it's a zero session. We're not supposed to have opinions, Jim. We're supposed to be telling people no, how to achieve their goals. We're not supposed to have uh, <laughs> opinions. You can say as a GM, how do you got, you know, there's a chance your player may, your character may die. Not your player. Your, oh, God. <laughs> well, your that's... character may die. If that you. happens and you don't have a spell or a way to resurrect them, that player will now have to make a new character. But that's your opinion. What if I want to run my game the way I want to run my game? With Absolutely. You that, but you discuss that in the zero <laughs> yeah. session. Exactly. If I was sitting at that table as a player, I'd go, wait, a save point? What? Because I'm like very okay with my characters dying. I don't care. I'll make a new character. Not yeah. a big deal. Other people are very, very protective of their characters. And I can see them saying, yes, I want to go back to save point. Okay fine I, it's it's weird but okay whatever have have an answer like like have your players answer. die what do you do they need to know what the plan is are we mm -hmm. are you just dead are we gonna have some horseshit resurrection thing <laughs> are we going to like something and you can always underdo it like i had my players wipe i threw a fight at them that was a little bit too hard at the end of our like first combat session mm-hmm they went into this big dungeon I hand-built. Oh, I was so proud of it. And they kicked everything's ass. They did well. They're banged up. They're on the way out. And, like, at their wagon, on the way out of the place to go to town to achieve goal, they're done. I put, like, a thug, and he had two attacks around, and my players just could not hit him. And he just lit. It was like a thug. I think it was, like, two thugs and, and, uh, and something else. It was rated as not that difficult, okay? I had it rated for the players at whatever level they were. And... They were low level, though, like second level. And this thing just beat the fuck out of them. I mean, mm -hmm. just and they didn't fight it very strategically. The cleric went directly up to this thing's face. So she was the first to go down. Just with the initiative order worked, and they weren't very experienced. And it was it was a total part of kill on, like, this horseshit combat encounter. I threw in fairly last minute. That was a cool, like, deal. Hey, you're being robbed. Like, you did the thing, but you left your wagons outside. There's some guys who are robbing you. Seems cool. Makes the world seem a little bit more alive, right? And so I just had them get, like, rescued and saved and brought back to town. It was like the one time I just did a full horse shit because it was, like, session number two or three, and I just wiped the entire party out, you know, after dungeon number one. Not a good look. So, but have, you don't, you, you can't go harsher, right? You don't want to be like, well, I want to, you know, I don't, you know, you guys are probably not going to die. We're going to have, and then you kill them all or some shit. Like, don't, you can always scare, the, you know, always put the fear of God into them and then back off a little bit. But have something, have some idea what happens when your players Kick the bucket. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the other thing I, I really want uh, players, speaking to players, zero sessions are not just the time for the GM to just ask you things and you give your answers. You get to ask the GM stuff too. Indeed, yes. You get to question them. How do they do things? You know, like what are, like, because, you know, this is where you get to ask the questions to figure out, does this GM already have the entire story done and he just needs you to act your part? Or is this like playing in the sandbox and you're going to get to, you know, do whatever you want or you're going to be on the rails or, you know. So ask your GM questions. You can ask, you know, you can just ask, you know. What happened to the last group? Or when was the last time you GM? Is this your first time GMing? 
you know, what kind of story do you want to tell? Like, you can ask those questions just to kind of see if you're going to gel with the GM. Sometimes you just don't. I mean, that's what the whole zero session is about. It's kind of seeing if you're going to gel as a group. So the next time you like, you know, you play this one, you finish it, you jump to a new system, that zero session shouldn't take as long. And it shouldn't be about how you guys relate to each other, but it should be more about the world and how the characters will relate to it. Because you already know how everybody works. So the first zero session with the group is important. And I want players to know it's your time to also ask questions of the GM. Definitely. You should, you should feel comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last thing I can think of is the rule of cool. Bring it up as a player or the GM. And like, here's how we feel about like the narrative structure of, you know, I grab the chandelier and I take a swipe. Well, you can try, you know, or how, how rule of coolie are you? And usually I can tell what the answer is by the nonverbal cues, either like a pause or a facial expression and, and how many hemmings and hawings they do. Mm-hmm. You know, the more of that, the less they like it. <laughs> you know, I, I think I did a thing where someone crit and I had them like knock the skeleton's arm off and mm-hmm. I reduce the skeleton's damage or something by some small amount. Mm-hmm. And it was, again, a throwaway type of deal. And the player was like, oh, from now on, does that mean that happens? No. I'm not giving you a permanent crit creature. They like lose an arm. No, it was a, it was a skeleton in a, and it's a, that, that will never matter. And you'll never think about it again. I made it cool for this one time. That's how much cool we have a bit. So it's like Parmesan that, cheese. A little bit. That is a big conversation, right? Rules is written. Is everything going to be as rules is written? Rules as intended? Are we not going to, you know, are we going to do the rule of cool? Like, meh, the rules don't really say that happens, but this is cooler. That is that is a big conversation that must occur at a zero session because if you have one rules lawyer at that table and you never talk about this and you try as a GM to just do something cool, that one player is going to call you on it. Yep. So you have to like have that hashed out prior. Do that in the zero session. If if you if you want if your players are like no, we want strict by the book. And you're a GM who's like, well, I don't like to do strict by the book because those rules are bad. Then, you know, mm, you're either going to have to suck it up if all your players want it or you're going to find new players. Oh, no. This is an addendum to that. How to resolve action. I mm-hmm. try. I am trying as much as possible to get my players to stop saying things like I make an insight check or I make a perception check. Can I make a mm-hmm. perception check? I don't know what that means. Tell me what you do. That, that's me personally. I, and that's what yeah. I'm telling my players. I want you to tell me what you do. Some people are more mechanical and they're okay with, I'm going to make a perception check. And they're, they're playing the game. Not, I, I don't want to say video gaming, but they're playing a game that's more like that Gloomhaven mechanical. I am trying to achieve a goal by hitting the right button. That's fine. But bring it up. I've, so I've told my players, I don't want you to tell me you make a check. Tell me what you want to do. I'll tell you the check. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, they're playing the G part in RPG. You just want them to do a little more of the RP in RPG. Yeah, like, describe to me you some to action. Me what you're doing in character-wise, and then I'll tell you what you need to roll. I don't want you to say, oh, I want to make a perception check. It's just, I want to look around the room. Great, perception check. Or I want to, you know, is this guy lying to me? All right, insight, you know. Do things like that. Yeah. I wouldn't uh, even do that. I, I don't, is this guy lying to me? You have no way of knowing. Do you have some of the truth? 
like, you know, I use insight to give my players a hint. I'll tell them to make an insight check and it kind of like takes the other. I just really hate insight. Like it's way overdone. It really needs to be like, it is not a lie detector. Ah, <laughs> rant. It's not a, a lie detector, but I can say, I mean, no, you can't tell he's lying, but you know, well, you know, he has a hard time making eye contact with you. Take that as you will. Indeed. It's a lie. You don't have to outright say, oh, yep, you know he's lying, but you can even they make a good role. All right. You can tell he's has a hard time making eye contact with you or his forehead breaks out into a sweat. Yeah, that's some good stuff. He fidgets with his collar, you know, as he speaks, you know, like, like make them have tells that, okay, well, let put it out there and let them decide what they want to do with that. Um. What else? I think it's uh as a GM like what I like to do when I play when when the players make their role especially in combat if it's the finishing role like if it kills the monster if it kills whatever it is they're attacking I ask them great how do you kill it but I know some players don't like that like I don't like it when GMs do it to me because I feel put on the spot and I can't think fast enough to come up with a cool description. But as a GM, I do it to everybody else because everybody does such a great job and I just get entertainment from it. I go back and forth. I have. Yeah. I've just, I've, I'm, I'm sort of uh, unofficial, not very scientific. Hey, I, I'm going to tell you what you do and then you tell me or you tell me yours. Frankly, I think mine are better, but I also am not like I'm thinking of that. They're thinking like, how do I kill this big mother humper who's trying to turn my face inside out? And I know that a creature has two hit points left and therefore will almost certainly be killed by either A or B player, right? Like 100% that this guy's going down. And I'm already kind of thinking of like what that's going to look like. I have that capacity. You know, we're, we're on the downside of the fight. We're good, you know? Yeah. So I've done a little bit of both. And it is fun to be able to give them this cool narrative thing. And they're like, wow, that was cool. I did a cool thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you're giving them the thing. Yeah. It's also cool to get it in reverse where they're like, especially like my like 60 something year old cleric who did like guided bolt. And it was like, and I was like, well, how does, how does it kill him? She's like, he just turned into a pile of ash that blows away in the wind. With like, or like he has like a hole in his chest where the light bolt went straight through him. And you can see through it with the blood dripping down before he falls. Like, God damn, Ruth. Like that. <laughs> Over here murdering people. I thought you were chill. Yeah, I I, I mean, I get it. I get it. If you're a GM and you like to describe those things, great. But if you're like, I I can't think of anything, I think it's nice to let the player do like say what they killed it. I don't care how you kill it. What happened? You know, and and kind of get them involved in what's going on. And I, I think that's that's a good thing. But again, you have to talk to the players to find out, you know, are you good if I throw something to you? Because I, I, I one time I player had a character and in the backstory it said it came from this town all right great so when we they ended up in that town i said hey what's this town like you came from here and that player did not he's like i'm not the gm i don't world build so i was like all right that's fine i'll take it from you and i'll describe it now but it was some players don't like to do it and some players do and a lot of players say it's the gm's job not mine so you have to really figure out Again, boundaries. You have to set those and figure out who's going to do what. I've I've tried to like look at facial. So you know, like to, yeah, like but I'm online. I don't get the facial. Yeah. So it's a very big Damn. difference, especially online. 
very big difference than face-to-face. -face. So these are like, those are two different zero sessions. It's a lot more. That's why you need to probe more when it's online game. You, you can't probe. see their faces. You got to probe. Yep. You got to probe <laughs> their faces. Wait, <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> I'm trying to say very smart things and you're just making jokes. Hence the new show That's name. the show. That's, <laughs> that's the show. Wait, that's the formula. That's our whole premise. Like, like, you're like watching this show from the – wait, so they're just a bunch of like uh, uh, lifeguards who are hot. Yes, it's called Bay Watch and it's fine. It's fine. Oh. It's not like it's the formula and it's going to go on for like eight seasons. Uh, I mean, we could do the Seinfeld thing. It's a show about nothing. Yeah. Oh. It's a show about nothing. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything else before we wrap it up? I would say that's most of it. But yeah, as a, as the last thing is I, I want to repeat what you said, which is as a player, like I'm all GM, GM, GM. Yeah, as a player, you should say shit. If you have some concern, feeling, question, go for it. Ask them some questions. Yeah. Wow. It's the you one know time everyone. I allow it. <laughs> you know, it's the one time. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it's really important if he's repeating what I said. You know, it's important then. Uh, yeah, you seem to be a very, um, I don't know. I'm like, I've said it before. I'm a permissive GM. You seem to be very not as permissive. No, I'm not. Um, no. I mean, it depends <laughs> on how, on how goofy it is. Like people who are, who try to be like hyper narrative get a little on my nerves, but I, I, and I mean like real, like I jump on the chandelier, I swing down and I stab the guy in the throat. I'm like, do you do any of this shit? Have you rolled literally anything? Or like, don't tell me rule of cool. Like, or or a GM. I've I, that cringes so hard when I would play a game online, and the player tells the GM, "Well, what about the rule of cool?" I'm like, oh, okay, that's a, it's a red flag. I'm not saying you're shitty, but it's a red. I, I tend to be, I tend to like things to stay in their boxes. <laughs> hmm. Odd coming from the same man who played a Baron in a pirate game. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't keep you in a box. <laughs> I tried to build a castle, which is technically a big box. <laughs> All right. I think that's, that's it. If anybody else has any great ideas or things they do in their zero session, please join us on the Without a Net Discord server and uh, mention them. I'd love to hear what other people do if we miss something or... You have a, a neat little uh, trick that has uh, done well for you. Please let us know. Absolutely, anything that would get players to cough up the information that you want, or that you've asked a GM, things you th that you have witnessed or would or, or have utilized, would love to hear it. All right, well, thank you, everybody. We have only one more episode left for the year. Uh, we're going to do a retrospective. We're going to talk about all the episodes of this year highlights things that happened all of it okay so we hope to uh see you next time hope to see y'all there bye